Gotta do better, no survival in this era if we turning on each other Like a family reunited, they hate it when we together Now let's talk about it, listen to the teachers, let them tell you You want facts behind your questions, Dr. Rick, give them that Followed by wise words, introducing Dr. Michael Black Many guests and activists every week leading by example When there's problems, there's solutions Together we are the answer The teachers Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick here, along with Dr. Michael Blanchard. Uh, together, we are the teachers. Um, we want to uh, introduce to you today somebody we are bringing in that I'm extremely excited about having. When we start talking about health on any level, uh, I get excited because that's a place in a, in a topic that's highly overlooked in the Black community. We talk plenty about Black empowerment. We talk plenty about uh, black group economics. We talk about that, but we don't talk about life expectancy. We don't talk about quality of life. We don't talk about the importance of uh, obesity on on mental health, on, on on a bunch of different things that never cross our mind that we may be eating ourselves not only into an early grave but into early dementia, into a bunch of other things. And we brought someone along who has dedicated her life to talking about this. I'm going to give you a brief. Uh, uh, introduction into this unbelievably powerful uh, young lady. Uh, Dr. Blanchard brought her to my attention. Uh, so her name is Joy Harton Rodriguez. Uh, she's a certified family nurse practitioner based in Southern New Mexico. She's also a certified functional nutritional counselor, I mean, nutrition counselor and board uh, certified holistic practitioner. She is the CEO and chief medical officer of Joy of House Calls, uh, Integrative Health and Wellness, and CEO and founder of Earth's Direct Herbal, Herbs Nutrition Dispensary. She practices integrative medicine with a focus on di in diabetes, weight loss, and functional nutrition. Um, these are things that she and I both agree that haven't been addressed at a level uh, that is necessary for us to truly be healthy. Uh, and our health is attached to so much of what we do and we don't realize it. And we were about to, we were in the midst of getting into this discussion and big bro, Dr. Dr. Mike says, shut it down. We'll talk about that when the episode kicks off. So we're going to get back into it. But first, Doc, thanks for introducing her. Since you discovered her and you have been pushing to get her on the show, I'm going to let you formally introduce her. And then you can even ask the first question because that's the only way I'm gonna get you to talk. All right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we were talking in the, uh, the, the chat room before we entered the show and uh, you basically kind of parroted what uh, Dr. Layla Africa said. He said, chances are, if you're not eating right, you're not thinking right. And uh, for me, it's kind of personal. Uh, by the way, I, I 
met Joy actually through her sister. Her sister was a criminal justice student of mine. I don't know if she remembers mm -hmm. uh, Gwen, her sister Gwen back in 2014 and 2015, she was one of my students. And she would always tell me that when she graduated from uh, Ivy Tech Community College, she was going to live with her sister in, in New Mexico. And uh, eventually I got an opportunity to meet her through, through Facebook. And uh, I actually had the opportunity to also uh, patronize her business. Um, the Earth Direct Herbs. Uh, we'll get into that coffee that I used to buy. By the way, I need to get some of that coffee uh, from Africa. You, you can tell us more about that coffee that you import uh, from oh, Africa. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to tell us about that coffee. Yeah, you see, I'm over here. you got to tell us about that coffee. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about my story, man. You know, it, it it's a long process to get to where you can practice a healthy lifestyle. For me, it started in 2011, man. I started picking up weight back in 2011, Doc, and I didn't really, what you see now is the culmination of seven years because uh, in 2011, I started picking up weight. And then in 2016, um, I had, you know, my first colonostomy at 50. And man, they pulled 13 polyps out of me. Thank God they were benign. But, uh, you know, and I still did move. So then in 2018, I had ballooned up to about 250 pounds. I'm 6'3", so I can carry it. But at that time, Doc, I was on three different blood pressure medications. I was on um, cholesterol medication. I was in bad shape, man. I looked in the mirror and I said, look at you. You are disgusting. You know, you know what? And uh, immediately, man, that day, you know, you have to be ready to do it. Nobody can make you do it. You know, you can help. And I think that's why I wanted Joy on to, to, to help people, because maybe if I had somebody like Joy back then, maybe it would have cut my 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 time down, you know, uh, and and, and uh, prevented damage to my body over those years, you know, by having right. high blood pressure. But eventually, man, I just made up my mind. I'm going to cut out meat. I'm going to be a pescatorian. I'm going to do 10 miles of cardio a day. I'm going to do intermittent fasting. And the weight dropped off uh, right about within a year. It dropped all off. And I've been able to maintain it since since then uh, up until now where, you know, I, my body weight ranges between 210 and 215. When I start to myself tick up to tick up to 20, then I start looking at my, my diet. And I actually uh, keep a record of what I eat every day. So I'm that anal about that. I keep a record of what I eat every day so I can look back on the months and see what's causing my weight to go up. And I also write down uh, the exercise regimen for the week. So um, so I just wanted to share that with the viewers to let them know that uh, I had some some health issues and some uh, healthy lifestyle issues. I didn't get get here overnight. You know, you have to be ready to do it. So and, and that's a you know, that's a touchy thing for people as well. You know, politics and weight and all of that, you know, gaslighting people for uh, uh, being overweight and all of that. You know, it's a fine line between um, body shaming. Yeah, body shaming and actually yeah. saying, hey, you need to practice a healthy lifestyle. You don't need to be this big, but, you know, you don't need to be really huge either. You have to find a comfortable weight, you know, where your blood pressure and your sugar and all of that kind of stuff is is balanced. So, um, so, so Joy, that's kind of my story. So my first question to you is what, what made you uh, get into the uh, field of healing? Because that's what you're doing, healing. Um. Well, it actually started when I was young. Like my mom, can you hear me? 
Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, my mom died at, a, at an early age at 21. I was only three years old. And literally at that time, I felt like death was like the worst thing, right? And um, so when I was like five years old, my dad asked me uh, the age old question, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I literally told him, I want to help people live because death had put that that burden on my heart so hard, you know, losing my mom so early. And so like, that's been my ammo ever since. Like uh, I help people have a, a quality of life and I add quality of life to their years and I add quality years to their life. So that's pretty much what I've been doing ever since. <clears throat> wow. So uh, I, I was looking at an article yesterday uh, and it said that in 2020, uh, our obesity rate for the United States ticked above 40% for the first time ever. So tell us a little bit about uh, the specific uh, health concerns that you focus on and kind of tell us what you're seeing out there as you go through your practice and you deal with your clients. What kind of things are you seeing? Because we're dealing with, you know, this is the time of year people start eating, you know, for, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and then they get in January and say, oh, I'm going I'm going I'm 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 to make this diet, you know, the diet and really, really should be a, a lifestyle change, not a diet. What you right, call it, right, not, right. diet is temporary. So well, uh, um, what, what, what kinds of things are you seeing? We're dealing with COVID. You know, people have picked up COVID weight as well. So uh, what, what kinds of things are you seeing and, and what kinds of things can people do to try to uh, change and get into a healthy lifestyle? Um, well, I actually decided to focus on uh, integrative health because it actually allowed me as a practitioner to focus on healing oriented medicine rather than focusing on just the disease alone and specifically speaking of diabetes also known as a silent killer um, it's a disease that is twice more likely to uh, be diagnosed in us uh, black people than whites and at the same time <clears throat> In the black community, we are more likely uh, to suffer from the complications of diabetes, such as kidney disease and uh, lower extremity amputations. And so what I noticed is what you had brought up, uh, Dr. Michael, is that uh, the real issues, the underlying issues were never really uh, being addressed in the treatment plan. So uh, these issues were uh, obesity and nutrition and being treated with functional nutrition to be, actually be exact. And uh, our clinic not only addresses diabetes, but we also address uh, obesity, functional nutrition, or food medicine, uh, and the client as a whole. And what a lot of us don't really understand is this, um, is to me, it's, it's not really about what you're eating. It's actually about you know what you're absorbing and your internal environment. We have external environments, we have internal environments, and a lot of times we don't give uh, our liver enough credit. Um, and a lot of times in, in Western medicine, they treat the number. They, you go in, you get your, your lipid panel or your cholesterol test, right? You got to starve yourself and then go in and get this test. And then the doctor says, oh, your cholesterol is high. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that it is what it is, right? They're treating you. They're going to give you a statin, which I hate. I don't put none of my patients on statins. But mm -hmm. it's basically telling you, among other things that's on that test, that something is wrong. There's something amiss. Just like when you went and got that, that colonoscopy and you had some what we call precancerous 
you know, uh, cysts, you know, in the colon. So it's really just saying, hey, there's something going on here. Uh, there's some type of murk, muck going on in the biofeedback system. And so I really help people uh, hone in on that. And, and like I said, we don't give the liver enough credit. The liver is the champion of all champions. It's an auxiliary digestive organ. You know, it, it helps us bring toxins. Uh, well, it's supposed to help bring toxins uh, back into the waste system and when it's working correctly. But we're, we're so we're bogging it down with processed foods and, you know, some, you know, red meat and uh, a sedentary lifestyle. It's just, it's just, it's just being overworked. And so, you know, alcohol. when we get these tests, huh? Mm -hmm. I was saying yeah. alcohol. alcohol, alcohol, you know, and it just, it's just bogging it down. Um, and it's not able to uh, communicate effectively with the rest of the organs, you know, the pancreas and things like that. So it precipitates into other things, you know, heart disease and diabetes and just, uh, just a list of, uh, a list of uh, things. So, uh, the, I, 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 I really, really educate a lot on uh, helping the liver out and uh, finding ways that we can uh, go into a, a treatment plan that's going to uh, help optimize that, that liver. Uh, I, I have a question, uh, something that I, I, I would love for you to uh, bring clarity to. Uh, the word obesity has been used a couple of times. Uh, and I think it's important to understand when we talk about obesity, what we're talking about, because uh, we tend to talk about things in the words of assumption and uh, observation instead of actual scientific measurements. And when we talk about obesity, uh, the measurements are specific. And I want you to touch on that. I know that when we start talking about being overweight, we're talking about a body mass index of 25. Uh, and when we talk about being obesity, we are talking about a body max index of 30 or over. And what happens when you move from being underneath 25 and you go into that overweight category and then you go from overweight to being obese? Because when you say obese, the first thing that comes to a person's mind is this big, huge uh, person that takes up a whole screen on the camera. When the truth of the matter is you can have a person that looks reasonably OK but their body mass index, because the problem isn't just in the weight, it's in the fat and the type of fat. So uh, kind of take us to that and talk about, because you, you got into, the reason you, you, you triggered that was you're talking about the liver, which has some, like you said, so many functions. One of the functions is it's a major contributor to your metabolism. And so the, the reverse is when you're not doing things properly, it negatively impacts the liver and impacts the metabolism. So I want you to talk about, because if you erase obesity, you erase so much. We talking about ischemic and cardio, I mean, uh, coronary heart disease and on down the line, type two diabetes, uh, like you said, uh, and a bunch of other things that go along with it. So take us down that road. You got me excited. I think it's really about, like I said, it's not about what we're eating in a sense. It's about what we're absorbing. And so when our cells are not getting the nutrients that it needs, it itself gets sluggish because we are a ball of cells. I mean, we look in the mirror and we look like we do, but you know, our cells are dependent on the, the on how we digest our food, right? And a lot of people don't understand that digestion starts, you know, yeah, it starts in the mind, really, right? You start salivating when you're when you're thinking about that piece of chicken, you know, and that, right, you know, right, so the amylase right. starts and the, and the gut says, hey, and then the brain says, start making more digestive enzymes or uh, hydrochloric acid. But 
you know, if the uh, if we're not chewing, and I can go on a whole tangent about that, but I'm not, you know, if we're not really chewing our food, this is what happened. We are the fattest country in America because all we do is, you know, we don't take our time when we're eating. We're, we're always busy. We always want to go like, you know, we talked about earlier, spinning wheels, really not doing nothing. But, you know, uh, we really need to take the time to, to to sit down and chew our food. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Of I'm that. telling you, that I'm is the, that's 50 percent of everything that happens to us in the healthcare in the, in the health field, you know, uh, as far as different type of conditions and disease states. And I can hang my hat on that. You know, and then the other 50 percent, we can attribute it to other things. But we really need to be focusing on bringing more nutrition into the cells, bringing more energy into the cells uh, so our cells can be energized. And so the so the weight can, you know, the weight can come off. If you, like I said, if you're if you're chewing something and, and throwing it back in three bites, you know, uh, that's going to that's going to stop you up. You know, that's going to stop you up. And even if you are exercising and doing all the things that you need to do, if that mechanism is not, if that that if that's not happening, you know, like I said, a lot of things are going to be amiss. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, fifty percent of why we are obese is is because of our lack of uh, of of chewing. Mm. in real life. So I think you know, chewing our food uh, until it's liquid. Um, and, 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 and allowing our, the chemicals to break down into the smallest chemical components by the time it get to the small intestines, it can, it can actually go into the bloodstream and into the cells where, where it's needed the most. So, uh, like I say, yeah, a lot of times the, we're not doing that and, and it's, it's a trickle down effect, you know, cause you may have started off skinny back in the day and because of the non-chewing you start to, you know, you start to get bigger and bigger and bigger over the years, you know, and this is specifically attained, uh, attributed to, to not chewing, in my opinion. So, so how do your, um, you had mentioned Western medicine, um, how do your services differ from what we call Western medicine? Like you said, you go to the doctor, they do blood work, and then what do they do? They give you, they, they give you a prescription, right? They treat the number, and it all takes not the patient. Hey, it takes about five minutes. And I know uh, when when your clients come to you, I know that you're spending a lot more than five, five or 10 minutes, you know, because I think there was an article recently that said, you know, the average time for a doctor to spend because they're so interested in getting numbers, you know, and they are so interested in getting those prescriptions filled for the pharmaceuticals, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are, are like us or, you know, Kind of trying to wean ourselves off of any of that type of medication try to try to feed ourselves in a way that, that that makes us healthy rather than always turning to to drugs and supplements and i want you to also speak about supplements too because there's so much noise out there i know that makes your job difficult because we have all these supplements out here and help people will fill up on supplements before they fill up on regular food right and, yep. and on that what, what you're talking about just just with that uh with 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 uh, the basic what what nobody in big pharma wants to hear is synthetic medication. Okay, when you talk about synthetic medication, it goes back to this discussion that we had in the beginning about the liver. 
everything that goes into the body has to be processed. Um, unfortunately, the liver isn't built to process anything synthetic. It's an organic organ. It's an organ that processes organic material. When you put something in it synthetic, it's going to have an impact on it. That's why you don't have one medication that was created in a lab that doesn't have a side effect. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be careful. Now, there are times, if we're going to be honest, there are times when there's something needed, when there's an acute, immediate, urgent situation where something has to be brought under control or it's life threatening, then you have to use medication for that. But that shouldn't be a long term solution. The long term solution should be finding the organic solution to what's going under the underlying issue. You you know, you're having heart palpitations, not because you you need somebody to give you medicine to stop the heart palpitations. You're having heart palpitations because of something you're doing uh, in your nutrition, in your mental health. Because if you're stressed out, that's going to have an impact on everything, including your metabolism. Mm -hmm. So now all of these things are contributing to this palpitation. Let's get to the bottom of it. And then that's where you're healing. But see, the problem is it's not as much money in that. And so this is a capitalist society in the worst way. Now, capitalism in the right way is a good thing. It allows everybody to live a great life. But in the worst way, it starts to be a process of manipulation and oppression. And people get uh, who don't have the best means of things tend to end up on the bottom end of that spectrum. So now you can take it. But that whole thing is connected. And you, from what I've heard and what I've been able to research, you're providing an alternative view of medicine and healing in, a, in, an, in, in an era where you're seen as the enemy by some pretty powerful people. I've had some doctor's office call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't they were too happy that I took their patients. But um, so, yeah, so my services really differ from Western medicine. Really, we just take integrative uh uh, medicine up a notch. Uh, our integrative approach, again, focuses on root causes. Um, and that's really what integrative health is about. No matter if the client is a type one or a type two diabetic, uh, we focus on uh, nutrition, we focus on sleep, we focus on stress, we focus on elimination or pooping of <laughs> bowel movement uh, patterns and blood sugar support in an effort to reduce uh, the risks or complications of chronic disease. Um, when these issues are not being addressed, it ultimately can lead to uncontrolled uh, diabetes and then snowball uh, into like irreversible damage, right? Um, integrative, integrative medicine is a perfect marriage between both Western when needed, right? Like you said, in the acute, I deal with diabetes a lot. So that's a chronic uh, disease state that I'm trying to get them back into a more balanced level and um, a holistic medicine. So I personally uh, do a lot of one-on-one teaching and educating and counseling, uh, which is included in every single visit, right? Um, my visits are tend, my initial visits tend to be about 60 minutes. Um, and each subsequent visit tends to be about 30 minutes. And we're really diving deep into you know, uh, issues, you know, um, we're getting them a, a, nutri- a thorough nutrition intake form. We're doing uh, food journals. Like I, I really like Dr. Michael that you uh, you do, you take a log of your food because that's when you can start noticing patterns and, and trends and things like that. So uh, it's not just like that, what, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, take this supplement or this pill. You All know, right. there's a there's a method to it. 
And a lot of times, you know, uh, if something's missing out of your diet, you know, then that's when you can you can bring forth, you know, the right type of supplements, uh, high quality supplements into the mix. Um, and, you know, until because it takes, you know, six to nine months to learn a new habit, including chewing. So we I always say, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel bad. If you mm-hmm. fell off the bandwagon, just get back up because they're going to see me every two to three weeks. And it's repetition. You know, it's repetition. Right. We're going to we're going to get it. And I love when we have a breakthrough in my diet by type one diabetic come to me and say, oh, I'm looking at the uh, you know, I'm looking at the uh the back of the nutrition thing and I see this amount of protein and this amount of fiber. So, I mean, it, it's a really, it's a really, really beautiful thing when, when that aha moment clicks in your, in your clients and your patients. Uh, but yeah, function, uh, integrative medicine is really about the marriage of, of the two worlds, but in a more holistic uh, type of fashion. Right. That, that, there's a term that you use that I want you to explain uh, to the, to the listeners. So they understand it, uh, and it's functional nutrition. Uh, you use it a few times. I think it's important for them to understand what that is because everything is grouped. So, uh, explain that. Uh, that's a good question. Thank you for asking. Uh, functional nutrition is a highly personalized plan of eating for your health. Uh, functional nutrition is all about using food as medicine, mainly to help a person increase their health and wellness, which is you're a, definitely an expert in this. And I know you can appreciate this, Dr. Wallace. Functional nutrition is about ultimately understanding uh, that it's about what you eat. And uh, it's not about what you're eating, but actually what you're absorbing down to the chemical and molecular level. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> and functional medicine, we understand that one condition and one condition there could be many causes for example uh the condition of depression can be caused from uh hormonal imbalances such as menopause right uh, i was going through a bout of of a little bit of depression after i hit my 40s i'm like what the heck is going on i don't get depressed you know <laughs> and so i had to refocus you know and and, and take care of myself uh nutritionally um as well as a uh, vitamin d deficiency can be uh can lead to depression, thyroid, low thyroid, and prediabetes, to name a few, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, one cause uh, can lead to many conditions. For instance, uh, inflammation can precipitate conditions such as uh, arthritis, cancer, heart disease, depression, and diabetes. So uh, with functional nutrition or functional medicine, we can address a facet of health issues, not just diabetes type 1 and 2, uh, with Fox Nutrition, we can uh, address uh, the issues of gut, right? We can address the issues of inflammation and psychological issues such as anxiety and depression as well, all through uh, nutritional counseling. And uh, the practice of using food as medicine actually gave rise to my nutritional dispensary, Earth Direct Herbs, uh, because 95% of the supplements out here in big, big box, you know, off retails, stores, uh, don't have great absorption rates. And then you got people that's out there Googling things. You know, they don't really know, you know, what, you know, people come in. I, I remember had this this client come in and uh, the, the the package said diabetes something. I don't know what it said, right? It said diabetes something. And I said, well, how much did you pay for that? And she said, oh, I'll pay $45 for that. And I said, they really was just pulling on your heartstrings. 
you know, uh, and, and these people are desperate. They want the help. Um, and then they go out and they buy all these things and uh, they just need some guidance uh, with that. And really, I had something in the office that was, you know, just a woman's vitamin, a very top quality woman's vitamin. That was the same thing when we turned it around and looked at what it was. Uh, and it was it was half the price, you know. So uh, I just I teach my, my clients how to read the labels. We are re we are label readers of, of foods uh, and nutrition uh, supplements and herbs, even the herbs, you know. Uh, and so we kind of just help them kind of bring together and make sense of it all. Because, like I said, they, they, it's, 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 it's a big mess when they're out there trying to do it on their own, uh, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um your earth directs uh herbs website um some of the i was looking at some of the most uh popular uh supplements and maybe you could touch on it like you know moringa is real big omegas are real big uh people are drinking a lot of coconut water uh they're drinking a lot of high ph water now and uh spirulina is real big could you maybe touch on those are those, i mean are those supplements people should really be taking uh or worry about taking or should they be more aligned with um, eating good, wholesome, clean uh, food? And then we got to find that good, whole, uh, that whole food, uh, not necessarily from whole foods either, but we right. got to be able to find, you know, clean food. That's a challenge today as well, you know, because you don't know where your food source is coming from. It, it just depends on the individual. You know, they may have different type of food allergies. Um, if they can't get the omega threes from the diet, you know, uh, through fish, um, you know, eating tuna or mackerel or salmon or something like that, and you think it's going to be beneficial to them, um, you know, uh, then you can probably add in a supplement. So, like I said, the supplement is really just something that you add in where there's a deficit. Right. When you right. when you when you're doing the nutritional assessment, you're finding maybe is an overage or a deficit somewhere or whatever. And then you address that. So I really try to hone in on, uh, you know, them, you know, eating a healthy uh, rainbow of diets and where the nutritional supplement comes in, the nutritional dispensary come in, I help guide them towards the right type of supplements for that particular moment. They may not even need that, 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 that particular supplement for so long, you know, for forever. Or there may be certain times like, you know, with a lot of my people that don't have a gallbladder and I see them and it's so sad because I see them on all type of fat soluble vitamins and uh, fish oil. And, and it's, it's sad because they're not absorbing, you know, that because they need that they need that mechanism, the bile to be excreting and tangent inside of the small intestines when you're eating fat. So it could be absorbed into the bloodstream and that could be even good fats too, like the olive oil, the, the avocados and things like that. Uh, and the vitamin D's and E's and, and, and these, these Western doctors put them on them and they know they, they don't have a gallbladder. So that just really just hurts my heart when I see this and it's like, honey, you know, you're not absorbing any of that. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Saying, so I hear you saying only take it when there's a deficit. I mean, I know we've all been over family members' homes, and you look in the cabinet, and, man, they have about 50 bottles, 50 bottles well, of supplements. Yeah, yeah. Like the, thing, the, the thing is, I mean, it, it, a couple of things about the supplement industry and supplementation that most people don't get. The first thing is the industry is not regulated. 
So it's not like it goes through a stringent process to even ensure that what they say on the bottle is in there is actually in there. So uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what I tell my clients when they ask about supplementation is, first of all, there needs to be a third party uh, tester that tests the product that doesn't have a connection to them that is test where they're only about two or three that I trust. And then that has to be, but the whole thing that I say, the big word, here's the big word. What's the big word in supplementation? Supplement. What does that mean? It supplements something that takes on a larger role. If you supplement your income, the supplement isn't the thing you focus on. That's adding to the whole income you normally have. So for instance, if I make six figures, but all of a sudden there's a need for $20,000 more to cover bills, then I go out and I find something to do to create the 20. That's just the supplementation. It should never take the role of the primary force, which is proper nutrition. Now, Doc, you made a point. I mean, even if you only shopped in the seafood section and in the produce section of your average grocery store, what you're getting may not be the best food to be eating. You definitely don't want to buy anything in a box. But you, even if you're sitting up and getting those greens, where were they grown? What processes are used? What type of what type of uh, pesticides were used? Is it a hybrid? You know, uh, I blow people's mind when I tell them, you know, broccoli is actually a hybrid, right? Broccoli, no, no, broccoli isn't a, it's not an original vegetable. It was created in a lab and now it's grown. And and obviously when you do that, you're talking about genetic modification, GMOs. And people don't understand, well, the body has to recognize it. And if the body doesn't recognize it, the body begins to do crazy things when it takes it. And so again, uh, you know, Joy, talk, I mean, talk about that because with you actually having a dispensary, you know the importance of quality because it's a bunch of stuff out there that's being sold that not only is it not good quality, and you talk about uptake or absorption, something that's extremely healthy in a lot of different ways, but extremely low in absorption in its natural state is, um, why wow, it just went out of my head. And it, it's, um, most people using it as a seasoning. I don't know why I can't. Turmeric. Curcumin. It's actually curcumin that that's the thing yeah, that's needed. But it is horrible as far as your body absorbing it. Yeah. You know, what, what I normally do is if I'm taking it in a natural state, like actually a piece of turmeric that I'm grinding up, I'm normally going to have it with some type of normal, like uh, healthy fat, like either uh, coconut oil or uh, avocado, because it'll 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 actually increase the uptake. Some people use black pepper, mm-hmm. uh, but you have to find a way to increase that. But a lot of times you look at it and it's a pill and it may even have turmeric in it. But if it doesn't have something that enhances uptake and absorption, you, it's just going through the body. That's right, because your gut is going to destroy most of it on the way. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's that's important. So, yeah, like with my dispensary, uh, we are uh, the supplements that we use uh, utilizes the uh, CGMP. That's the current good manufacturing practices. So they actually have a, 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 a method or a process or a third party that actually makes sure that these things are doing exactly what it is. Because like I said, 95% of this stuff out, 99% of this stuff out here at these big boxes are not doing exactly what, what they say they're going to do. Uh, 
So your so Joy, your services. Tell us a little bit about the services you offer when someone comes in. What 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 can they expect? Um. Well, we, you know, we uh we counsel anyone really, um, anyone in the nation, um, who wants to uh have functional nutrition counseling uh, uh on any issues regarding blood sugars or, or weight or or gut issues, uh, inflammation, anxiety, depression. They can come in uh, to the office or they can see us virtually. Like if you're from, mm -hmm. if you're in California or Nevada or Florida or whatever. Mm -hmm. And those that want to be managed medically with a holistic approach uh, for their diabetes or weight concerns, their obesity concerns, uh, they must live in the state of, uh, of, where we practice medicine in, which is uh, the state of New Mexico. Um, but like I said, there's nothing that we can't handle that we can't uh, coach and counsel on uh, nutritionally. There's really, we can get to the root causes of pretty much, pretty much anything. Nothing's off limits <laughs> when it comes to, uh, you know, getting some counseling on nutrition. So, uh, and we've had many clients, shh, we've had, uh, many clients come in with different, uh, health concerns, you know, uh, like I said, with the gallbladder disease and things like that. Um, and, uh, what we do is we, you know, we really change their lives, you know, and, and get their, get their bodies back in a, I mean, it may not be at, you know, at a state where it was with, before they had a gallbladder, you know what I mean? Uh, but they're definitely having a quality life. They're able to eat eat more things because they were afraid to eat and a lot of people even with the people with that has like uh weight loss surgeries and stuff like that because you know western medicine say yeah we'll cut your stomach in half and we'll wire this somewhere in the uh, bottom of your uh small and you know your intestines and stuff and they don't know that they're not going to have a quality of life anymore that they're not going to be able to enjoy food uh, the way they used to enjoy it. So I'm pretty much playing the uh, cleanup guy or the cleanup woman uh, and helping these people sort through the muddle, you know, of of just the disarray from all these things being, you know, wired and yanked from them and stuff like that. Uh, and so there's a strategic individualized plan uh, for these people so they can get back to some type of normalcy. Right. That's interesting. You brought up uh, something that I was made aware of this week uh, at work because uh, we have nurses where I work and uh, they were showing me this procedure that they're doing down here in South Florida where there's this big section. And, uh, you know, it's it's part of the uh, plastic surgery industry, which is, you know, which is really crazy now. So it has this suction, big suction cup. And what it does is they put it on the buttocks and it's supposed to enhance the buttocks but what it's doing it's actually bruising your buttocks and and and, and swelling it up and so these uh young women have to continue to come back and get that procedure done over and over and over again have you heard about that at all i'm just now hearing about this because you know i've seen it and there's some even even more wacky crazy things going on <laughs> Especially in South Florida. But what, what you have to understand with that is, and, and I'm pretty sure uh, that Joy can can uh, support me on this. When you start talking about doing things like that, what you are talking about is ultimately going to end up being uh, some type of uh, 
uh, damage to the blood vessel, mm -hmm. uh, but also nerve damage. And it's going to be a problem as you as you as you move forward and you continue to do that. Uh, there are problems. Obviously, there are definitely problems with the injections. Uh, we're seeing horrific stories uh, with the injections. And um, uh, everything that goes along with that. And my, my issue with it is normally when we start to look at things that radical, there are certain things you look at and say, okay, I might want to do a little this, I want to do a little do that. But when you start talking about radical changes, you're talking also about uh, self-image. It's, it, it, it's not just a fad, it's a self-image issue. It's about, I don't see something I love in myself enough to be okay with myself. And that's, now. so now we're talking about mental and you kind of walked us right into what I wanted to ask her about next is mental health because nutrition also impacts mental health. But, and so in my, you know, in mental health is my place. That's where I hang out. You know, and I was just sharing with her that I started out in health and fitness. And actually one of my companies, Master Fitness 21 is actually the oldest standing company. It's my first company I ever started and it's still going. And, uh, and that, you know, we were talking about, you know, I, I said as the dean for the School of the Ministry of Health and Wellness at the seminary where I got my doctorate in theology. And so when we talk about this, uh, I look at things like and uh, Dr. Uh, Matthew Marks is the sort of uh, person who coined the phrase psychocybernetics. And psychocybernetics is like you have a cybernetic mechanism, which is like autopilot on an airplane or your thermostat in your house. When you set your thermostat, it is designed to when you do anything to change, whether it's an external force or you do anything to change the temperature, it will detect it and act accordingly. Where your mind and your self-image is a thermostat. So if you sit up and say, uh, I'm not uh, I'm not beautiful. You can do all the changes in the world and see that's what Dr. Uh, Matthew Marks back in the 70s was one of the leading plastic surgeons. And he ended up become, becoming a leading psychologist and psychiatrist because he found out that no matter how well he did on the surgery, some people still didn't see themselves as being beautiful, even though they looked exactly how uh, like the picture that they, they had brought into him. And he found out if you don't change the self image, it doesn't matter if you change the external image. So what happens is if a person is coming in and they're saying my butt isn't big enough, it's never going to be big enough. <laughs> it isn't. They're going to keep going and keep going until you get these unbelievably horrid pictures that you see out there that don't look attractive at all. But they're still going back and getting it because it's something else and you have to work on it. And she and, 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 and Joy and I were talking about this when you came when you checked into the chat room right. is that uh, we don't realize how much of a role nutrition plays in mental health. Right. And we talk about, uh, for instance, premenopause, menopause, a bunch of other things. Uh, diet can play a major role in that. You talk about uh, the rate of depression at an all-time high. It's not a coincidence that, that it's not a coincidence that depression is at an all-time high at the same time that nutrition is off the charts as far as the way people are eating. And nobody. And we go back to the term functional nutrition. 
In other words, we're not simply eating to be full. We're eating for a purpose of creating an optimal life experience. And when you eat with the purpose of creating an optimal life experience, your eating changes. And, and, and you know, and uh, Doc, you know my history. There was a point where, despite all this knowledge, I got so caught up in being successful in what I was doing that I wasn't taking care of myself and it almost killed me. Yeah. And, but imagine. Yeah, talk about, yeah, talk about that a little bit, Doc, if you share that with, with, with the viewers, man. You know, what you. What all right. You uh, almost two years ago, within the span of five days, I had five heart attacks. And. I was overweight. I'm still dropping weight, by the way, but I was definitely overweight then. Uh, matter of fact, I weighed more than you weighed almost. You said you were at 260. I got yeah, the 260. I got 53. Oh, okay. But you're like, what, five inches taller than me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, it was definitely, but, but being a farm athlete and having a muscular physique, I was able to hide it. Right. You know, you could tell, you knew, but. It wasn't like it was, you know, like walking. Out. So I was able to hide it. And when you can hide it mentally, you don't take it as seriously. You act like, OK, my body don't know I'm overweight. No, people may not pick up on it, but your body knows. Right. And so eventually what happened is horrible eating, uh, had some uh, narrowing of the arteries. Then uh, on top of that. Uh, poor eating created blockages as far as uh, plaque. The combination led to a blockage. At the time that they uh, uh, performed the, the surgical procedure to uh, open the block, it was a 90% blockage. Wow. 90%. And so, you know, I've had to go through the process of healing. And when your heart is robbed of oxygen uh, in the way that mine was, those, those, uh, heart attacks that they were able to detect and read based off of what I told them and the EKGs and the other things probably weren't the first. But, you know, because, you know, I'm in the gym working out, you know, lifting and stuff. I'm the, I don't tell you how many uh, minor attacks I attributed to chest pain from just doing bench work and say, oh, man, I strained, you know, I strained a pec. And because that's what I thought this was. Oh, man, I strained a pec. Uh, wait a minute. That ain't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then eventually, it. I had the last two were major. So you know, the first three, I'm like, I'm, I'm shaking it off. Mm -hmm. Then eventually, it will subside. I go about my business. But what I was finding is my breath was short. I mean, things that like walking from one room to the next. I'm out of breath. Like what the world? And I would be sweating. And my wife said, "That's not an injury. You need to go." No, I'm, not, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Another thing that black men especially don't like to do is go to the doctor. Absolutely. You know, and so but eventually it made me go and then it made me realize uh, that I was actually moving backwards. I was moving in reverse. And what I mean by that is, yes, the work I do is extremely important. I help people across the board. My companies are literally designed with the focus. When I come up with a concept, how will it help people? That's my concept. But the problem is what we don't realize in this world, whatever it is we do that we're excited about, whatever it is we do that we love, we can only do it at the level at which we are healthy and which we are full of life in which we have the energy. It was robbing me of energy. So I wasn't as enthusiastic. It also was impacting my mental health because I was edgy. And everything seemed to begin under my skin. It was so many different ways that 
I could have dealt with it if I would have had, you know, uh, the mindset to pull back. Now, I'm saying this because it's not just ignorance. Mm -hmm. You can get caught up in this fast paced life and know. Because my wife is screaming at me and she's screaming at me knowing, dude, you do this for a living. You have a company that does this and you're sitting over there killing yourself. And I'm like, I got it. I got it. What you keep thinking is what most people do, what I actually coach people not to do. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to start next week. But right now, I got to finish this project. I got to no, your first project is your health. So, 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 Joy, take us there and, and, and unpack what we did. We just do a lot of stuff out there, but yeah. unpack it for us because uh, to me, this is we've, we've had some unbelievable guests on. And each one brought something. But to me, if you don't have quality of life and health, you can't experience life in the way life was meant to be lived. And that's what life has been for me since those heart attacks is recapturing my capacity to live. I take everything real personal now, everything in the sense of every moment has a meaning mm. because I know how close I came to not being here. So every moment with my grandkids, every moment with my children, every moment with every client. It's different now, but it's not like I'm throwing in the towel. It's like, watch me reclaim it. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get to the gym no matter what. I remember it was a couple of weeks. You knew things were crazy and I was busy. Couldn't get to the gym. People coming up the stairway in my office building. It's a 10, 10 floor building. They got me in the stairway. I'm doing all kind of workouts in the stairway. I'm not going to be robbed of that workout. Uh. And then, you know, my wife is real good about not cooking a bunch of bad stuff. And she's real fussy about vegetables. And so we're not eating bad, but I'm I'm, I'm actually taking steps now to really look at, okay, why, why would that be a good thing to eat? And we don't ask ourselves that question because nobody thinks in line with functional nutrition. Right. I'm eating this because I need more vitamin D. I'm eating this because I need more antioxidants. I'm eating this because, you know, uh, I need more vitamin C. I'm eating this. That should be a, 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 everything on your plate should have a function in your health. If it doesn't have a function in your health, it's probably not good for you. At the very worst, it's empty calories, meaning that it's going to uh, put a load on your liver, put a load on your metabolism, but brings absolutely nothing to the table. Exactly. You know, this reminds me, Doc, you know, we, we've been talking about schools and children and, and our youth. And, you know, we talked we talked about the shooting in, in, in uh, Michigan, up there in Oxford, Michigan. And, you know, I've been constantly uh, telling our viewers about all of the kids that are being Baker acted, you know, mental health issues. Uh, right. Joy, what do you think about that? I mean, I've seen such an increase in uh, Baker Act. Baker Act means that uh, a child is taken in for uh, mental evaluation because of a, 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 an episode that they've had. And, you know, as we talk about this today, it makes me think a lot of it is diet because our kids certainly are not eating the type of food they need to eat at school or at home, you know? How, how do you have any uh, clients that are uh, uh, kids? Yeah, um, I do. And I, and I have treated some kids for, you know, ADHD, um, and, and, and like we talked about the, uh, I think you mentioned earlier about, uh, Dr. Uh, Rick about Alzheimer's, right? Mm -hmm. There's these drugs, you know, they're saying that now even they don't want to say it, but they kind of putting that information out there that statins 
could be leading to the deterioration of the myelin sheet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right. And so, uh, and we also talked about the brain-gut uh, axis, which is like a a, 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 a direct a bi-directional uh, communication system between the gut and the brain. If you think about it, like, you know, when we are nervous or we're thinking about something that's making us nervous, where do we feel it first? We feel it in our gut, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of those neurons, uh, specifically the serotonin uh, receptors are found in our gut, right? And so, you know, when we're eating things like gluten or casein, those molecules can actually sit on our opiate receptors and give us like a high. That's why when we eat macaroni and cheese, black folks love macaroni and cheese. That gives us that high, right? The bad thing is is that especially when you're not chewing and the undigested food is just sitting in the system, it's not going into the waste system, it's not going, it's not... Uh, getting absorbed, it can cause a rift in the what we call the tight junction in the stomach. It's supposed to be selective. It's supposed to let things in and out on purpose, right? But it starts to create a gap in the tight junction in the lining of the stomach and allows these undigested food particles to flow in, uh, causing, uh, you know, uh, autoimmune disorders, the fibromyalgias and all this stuff that's kind of coming towards the forefront now. Everybody got fibromyalgia now, you know, and all these other uh, autoimmune disorders because your body is a, is is seeing this food and it's starting to attack it, uh, causing a, a cataclysmic uh, array of, of, uh, of inflammation, right, that's and, and, and uh, increase in cortisol levels and catecholamines and things like that. Uh, dealing with stress that's that's uh, causing these the depression and the anxiety among others. Uh, so absolutely uh, nutrition has to be at the forefront when it comes to mental dis- health disease. It hurts my heart, uh, uh, Dr. Rick and Dr. Michael, when people when the when the providers put these patients on SSRIs, and I don't really deal with even. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Woo! You you hit a you hit a sore subject when you said SSRIs. I, I, uh, that is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It's an antidepressant, and it has been linked to violence. And also, about seventy five percent of school shooters were on SSRIs. I, I want to say that. Wow. I want to say yeah. that. Yeah. So that that's definitely now it's an antidepressant, but there's something about that particular type of antidepressant that leads to fogginess and an inability to process mentally you know and why? aggression. You know why? Because its mechanism of action actually slows down gut motility. That's why. And so when you're slowing down the process of your elimination, and these people are diabetic too, you know, uh, diabetes, diabetics already have an emptying uh, issue, you know, so that's adding on to more insult to injury, you know. Mm. Um, and so these people are not um, eliminating properly. So if, if, if they're not my primary patient, like I'm not their primary care, care provider, I have to, you know, uh, just do the best I can and say, hey, you know, let's work on the fiber. Let's work on these things so I can help you, you know, co- compensate. Right. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah, if they come into me, you know, uh, to try to find an alternative, 
to, to SSRI, then we'll just focus on the gut. You know what I mean? But if they're on an SSRI, then, you know, I just try to do the best I can to help speed up their uh, elimination. Because uh, if you are full of SHIT, you're full of, you know, uh, toxins and, and pollution and the inner lining of your of your colon wall is, is, is got, you know, poop stuff to it. And that's causing us to feel some type of way. You know, mm. people don't understand that that right. that inner murk and that mm. inner muck is just in us. Just like if we were living in a, a city full of pollution, we're not going to be feeling good. You know, we're going to be feeling like, oh, God, I'm sick every day. And we are sick every day. We are nauseous every day. We are angry every day, you know, because we literally have all this stuff stuck in us because we're not able to process it out and and get it out of our systems. Um, and so that's adding insult to injury. So I personally don't like SSRIs um, in the treatment of, uh, of any type of uh, depression or anxiety. Now they, they they said that you can take an SSRI for anxiety. I'm like, for what? Now they've added a new condition that you can do it. And I just think that's just, it's just sad. You know, it's very, very sad. But I'm here to pick up pieces. Like I said, I'm the cleanup woman. <laughs> I don't mind. I like the, I like a complex job. You well, know? I hear you talking about gut health a lot, Joy. Uh, how often should a person uh, do a cleanse? Um, I personally don't eat any meat and I still cleanse. But I know that, you know, people are eating a lot of pork and, and chitlins and fat mac and fog malls and all that stuff. Man, they probably need to cleanse twice a, twice a month, don't they? Yeah, yeah I recommend uh, it. It depends on your body mass index. Because the more the, the higher your body mass index, the more toxic fat you're harboring. Mm. Uh, and it also depends on your occupation. Like if you're, you know, a welder or you work in some type of industry where you're ingesting a, uh, or inhaling a lot of uh, toxins or something yeah. like that, yeah. uh, then um, I have a, a, a detox weight release kit that's probably more beneficial for people that's really obese or morbidly obese or working those type of industries and that's on earth that's on earth directs yep it is on earth direct earth okay. it's 28 days and that's that usually you can do it tw you know twice a year i say twice a year mm. you just kind of get your body back in the reset and the good thing about the uh the gut uh my weight release detox system is not it's not like a wham bam thank you man here's this kit it comes with uh, a full guide of of how what to buy from the store whole foods of what to buy from the store, um, recipes and and um, so, so it's just can, not getting rid of water weight like a lot of those. No, no, no. It, 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 it encompasses the whole lifestyle, so you can continue on after the detox. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some people don't know how to start. Well, now I got this shake. Then what? Well, then the the program kit comes with the and then what? You know, or in any even in the interim. You know what I mean? This is what you're gonna do day one. You can you can have this type of meal for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, it breaks it all the way down from even for vegans. You got a uh, 72 page PDF of, of whole foods from chicken, pork, beef. Uh, you know, making your own dressings and things like that. So it's really a holistic approach. It's not that stuff that you're gonna see Tamika from down the street selling skinny tea. It's not that stuff. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's it actually goes through the three phases of the detox cycle in the liver. I mean, and you can and yes, you are peeing it out, you know, and you're peeing out a lot of toxic waste. So you do feel so much better. And, it, and it's all scientific based. These people, you know, uh, you know, the people that uh, the company that I associate with, uh, 
they uh they backed by scientists, they backed by nutrition therapists, they they backed by medical doctors, uh nutrition doctors. So, you know, it got a lot of good backing in it, you know. And it's like I said, it's just not your average uh Tamika's uh skinny tea uh type of deal, you know what I mean? So you're really getting a great product in that. So yeah, about twice a twice a year. I detox twice a year, me and my spouse. Okay, okay. Hey, other question I wanted to touch on. We haven't really touched on uh, uh, COVID at all. Uh, do you have any clients that come to you and ask you, say, "Hey, what? How? How should I be eating uh, for, for to pre, you know for prevention or to live with the possibility of of uh, contracting just, COVID?" Just one real quick disclaimer before you answer that question: <laughs> YouTube will penalize the hell out of us. Don't say anything about that thing. Did? Can you say did? I mean, uh, don't talk about the Pope. Oh, yeah. Don't don't talk about the Pope because they've they've gotten me once. I don't want another one. I believe in natural immunity anyway. I I normally do the interviews about that stuff over on, uh, uh, well, man, it's been been a minute since I've had to go over there. It's been kind of focused on that, but, but on Rumble. Uh, Rumble lets you go hard in the paint, and and they don't uh, they don't penalize you, or whatever. But yeah, uh, there's a reason why, and I won't say it on here. But uh, I know this is why. about that's, that's big money, and somebody has a big stake in it, and they don't want you messing with that money. So we gonna be careful. I'm just gonna that, talk about you know. But, but how can you be healthy? How can you be healthy and reduce your risk in that area? You're, you make sure that you're optimizing your nutritional uptake. That's the first thing. Because if your cells are weak and don't have any energy, it's not going to be able to fight off anything, right? Yeah. So you want to make sure you're getting your most optimal um, amounts of nutrition from each bite of food that you eat, okay? Um, I, and I also say take vitamin C supplementally. You know, even if we ate the oranges, that's going to take a lot of oranges for the amount that I recommend. I recommend 2,000 milligrams a day. Wow. Okay. Uh, And you can do more than that. There's people that's doing inter and the other alternative medicines doing, they enter, they're doing intravenously 10,000 for like uh, milligrams for like cancer patients and offsetting radiation and chemo and stuff like that. 2,000? 2,000 milligrams a day, because I like to uh, think of vitamin C to the immune system um, like uh, the heavyweight champion pumping iron, right? So the heavyweight champion, he pumps iron, he pumps iron, and then um, so he'll be able to win a fight and and continue on with his champion, with his his title, right? He can beat him up. He can beat the person up. So in the instance of the, the vitamin C in the immune system, the, immune, the, the vitamin C is the, the iron and it pumps up your immune system. So by the time something like cold, uh, you know, COVID or um, a bacteria or a, a cancer that wants to come in and mutate in your body, um, it, could, it could go ahead and have that reactive uh, response and, and, and take it out, right? So your body is always fighting these under, you know, these little these battles within you. And depending on how well your foundation and your core is prepared um, is how well you're going to be able to overcome this, whatever, whatever comes your way. So I believe that uh, vitamin C, there's a lot of literature. You know, I'm a graduate prepared student. I believe in literature, too. You know, I believe in what we have in ourselves. It is not always in a book. 
But, you know, there's a lot of literature on vitamin C. There's other stuff, the vitamin D and the zinc. That just came out. That I mean, but Vitamin C has, hands down, has been around a long time. It is a powerful antioxidant along with some other stuff, you know, NAC. I like NAC. It's an amino acid. Um, and especially in the, in the setting of like, you know, precancerous cells, endometriosis and, and, and uh, uh, polyps and things like that. So there's other powerful antioxidants out there that you can take uh, that's really going to help build your immune system up. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a very good proponent of uh, vitamin C. And I would also like to tell the viewers that whenever you guys are getting like an inkling of uh, sickness, this is some free game here, just a little inkling, you know, you're feeling a little headache, you're like, oh man, I think I'm getting sick. Um, or you're going to go get a vaccine, which is going to cause a, uh, a reaction of sickness to go ahead and do 2000 milligrams of vitamin C uh, every two hours for six hours wow. and do that until you feel better. And you'll know, and I've, I've gave this advice to uh, many people and, and it really, really shortened their time with, uh, with the, with the bed, you know, um, and I, and also spraying in the nasal saline and, and on your way in and out the door. So, you know, mm -hmm. if there's any type of, uh, uh, bacteria or anything that can, that can get in through your nasal passages, it can kind of, you know, stop that and, uh, cease that. Uh, yeah. So vitamin C is, uh, my favorite all time, uh, immune booster personally. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a statement made, and I want to kind of segue. I'm going to use the statement to segue into something, and we're going to talk about that, and we'll start winding down after that. Uh, but it says, it's very interesting when Dr. CB was talking about things that's talking about things being started in the gut. Everyone said he was crazy. Now all the professionals are now saying it. That's very interesting. Well, the truth of the matter, the people who were saying he was crazy were the people who were making money off of pharmaceutical drugs and other types of treatments. You got to understand there's a difference between treating someone and curing them of their symptoms and healing someone. Two totally different things. Healing means that you go to the source of the thing and you eliminate the issue at the source. Dr. CB talked a lot about gut. Something else you talked about that Dr. CB talked about was inflammation and mucus. Right. And when we control those things, we control our health and we eliminate sickness. Now, uh, segueing into that, one of the things that uh, introduced me, because you were talking about the power of vitamin C to have an impact on fighting off mutations such as cancers and, and a bunch of other things that take uh, endometriosis. And any woman has ever dealt with that understands the pain and the horror that goes with that. But uh, those type of things, even down the fibroids and some other different things. Uh, but here, uh, one thing that I did actually in studying and trying to get an understanding of multi-generational trauma and the transmission of trauma through generations, I started studying epigenetics. Now, the initial goal was in studying epigenetics was to find out how trauma is passed down generationally. Now, there's a part of the genetic makeup, which are called epigenetic tags that are passed down that normally uh, meiosis, which is the uh sort of sister to mitosis which is cellular reproduction but in the sexual reproduction i mean but in the re reproduction era of the brain so the part of your body that's responsible for reproduction goes through a different cellular process of reproducing itself called meiosis which is how women have cycles you you get an egg if it doesn't get fertilized that egg is taken and washed away and in the process there's a cleaning process which removes most of the tag every person is a combination of 23 
uh, chromosomes uh, from mom, 23 chromosomes from dad, you get 43 chromosomes. I mean, 46 chromosomes. Well, in the passing down of that, in severe traumatic cases, those epigenetic tags don't get washed away. They're passed down. That's why you have people from the Jewish Holocaust is where I got introduced to this, that have children who were either born after the Holocaust or grandchildren were born after the Holocaust, having dreams of things that happened in the Holocaust that they were never told about. Hmm. It's powerful. But that's the front end of epigenetics, that you can literally genetically pass down trauma of experiences that the person who's experiencing now never experienced. That's only part of it. The back end of epigenetics is how after you're born, there's a proclivity based on the trauma experiences of your parents and your ancestors that make you more likely to be traumatized when you experience trauma. Experiencing trauma doesn't automatically mean you're traumatized. But the more pro, uh, the more you lean towards it, the, the greater it is. Here's where it gets right into her uh, Dr. Uh, Joy's space is environment and nutritional intake. Say, for instance, cancer. I found out with epigenetics. I actually, in doing this, I ended up dealing with the International Council for Epigenetics in the Battle Against Cancer. Uh, invited to speak in Frankfurt, Germany in 2016 because of this. And last thing I'm thinking about is cancer when I start this research. But then I come to find out that in order to start to experience a cancerous mutation or any type of mutation, uh, there literally has to be, there are a number of cancer genes in the body everybody has them but here's the thing epigenetics has the ability to either uh uh what you call uh upregulate or downregulate genes meaning it can turn a gene on or it can turn a gene off so it can turn on cancer genes and you roughly have to have in in, in genetics you have really have to, to have a cancer uh a situation with cancer take place about 12 of those genes, the 13 of those genes turned on at one time. I mean, you've got to have a lot of things going wrong to experience it. But guess what one of the most powerful factors is that nobody understands? Stress. Mm. Your environment. It used to be it was genetic. Well, you know, no. You inherited the environment along with the genes. Normally, if you come from a very dysfunctional family, dysfunctional situation, you end up in dysfunctional situations. Even if you leave your family, you naturally gravitate what, towards what you know. Well, what happens is now the higher the stress levels and they, the way they did this was by studying identical twins who are genetically the same. But once they're born, they get to experience life differently. And what they start to find is one 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 twin is getting sick all the time. The other twin is having this unbelievable life that one's aging quicker than the other one. One is having more doctor's visits and more sicknesses. And they start to understand stress levels. She talked about cortisol. Chronic stress is one of the most devastating forces. And it turns off your immune system. Mm. Yeah. It shuts off your immune system. Also shuts down your metabolism. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so, and then, but all this is happening, and then what happens is you have uh, the, the epigenetic function upregulating the wrong genes. So now it's turning on this gene, disease genes, just turning them on. And that disease may be cancer. That disease may be endometriosis. That disease can easily become uh, pre-type pre 2 diabetes, diabetes. And, and now you've got these things. And there are so many different places that it's coming from. Most people can't get a hang on it. And doctors, just because somebody has gone through school 
and understands medicine doesn't mean they've stayed up on research. Mm. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that they are aware of what everyone knows now. And there are people out there that do that. But like Dr. CB said, there are literally thousands. I remember in 2015, about 50 homeopathic doctors being murdered within a 30 day period mm -hmm. because of the push that homeopathic doctors and naturopathic doctors were making in showing you don't have to be braided down with synthetic drugs. They started dropping off. I mean, and, 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 and it's crazy how that was happening. But uh, one doctor I follow for like years is a guy by the name of Dr. Joseph Mercola. He was the number one person on Joe Biden's misinformation list. And this is all I can say about it because where we're at. But dude, I mean, I'm literally study after study, stuff like that. But you have to check him out. But he talks about so much way, so many different ways you naturally maintain yourself. And you take care of yourself. And he's the first place I heard functional nutrition. Mm. And so when when I hear it years later and it's being introduced into our community because we were taught to eat to get full. Right. You know, we were taught to eat for taste. A lot of people who, who are now this is crazy. People get depressed. What do they do? A lot of people eat because they're depressed, which is actually contributing in many cases to their depression. And so it's getting working. They don't understand it because they don't understand the idea of functional nutrition. When I eat with a purpose, I literally address the issues that I'm having through what I eat and how I behave. Yeah, you got to see food in a different way. You got to see food in a different way. Right. And so, and like we were telling, so uh, Joy, please close us out with something really, truly powerful. Uh, in, in, in that area of the importance of managing what they eat and the importance of, here it is. When you want to buy a radio, you want to buy some new tires, you want a new bow tie dot, <laughs> Google it. Right. When you're trying to live longer, you're trying to have a healthier lifestyle, you're trying to improve your mental health Find somebody that knows what they're doing. Absolutely. And let them help you. Yep. This is your life. And I'm done. I'm, I'm going to leave the rest with you. I really feel like that if Chadwick Bozeman had reached out to somebody like me, he wouldn't have been, you know, left us so soon. Right. Um, and the fact that, you know, we have so many years of trauma uh, started from the slave trade. We have hundreds and hundreds of years of trauma that we are trying to overcome. And that's why black, the black community is at the bare end, the, the ass end of, of every disease, right? We're, we're the top of every disease state, every disease state. And this is why those, those, that, that, that baseline uh, of elevated stress hormones that we already have, right? That we're trying to overcome. So uh, I would like to just see us take our health, black people, take our health more seriously and, and be more proactive. And by that, I mean, I would like to see black people invest in their health. Um, just like, you know, we invest in liquor and cigarettes. And I mean, and even these are people that's getting welfare checks and food stamps. They, they are the main ones out here, you know, spending money on, on other things that's not really beneficial. So I know we got the money. Okay. And I've been on every 
uh, government subsidy known to government subsidies, okay? But, you know, we're spending money on Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that on a regular basis. And I mean, actually, we need to be putting our money before our health, not behind it. So we need to be actually uh, making uh, uh, like a, a wellness budget a thing so we can have money set aside for staying healthy, being able so we can go to the grocery store and buy grass fed beef if you're into beef and organic tomatoes and organic you know, go into the farmer's markets and things like that. We need to be setting money aside to do these things, right? Uh, doing this will help us prevent so many diseases that plague the Black community and put us um, at so many uh, disadvantaged uh, disadvantages and risks. Doc, you got a question there. If we can take that. That has a question, and, and, and I think it's an important one, so I, I, I put it on the screen. It says, how can we remove graphene oxide? In, in How can I remove graphene oxide out of my body and removing fluoride? You that need, fluoride thing, man. Nah, I don't even mess with fluoride, but yeah, you need to, uh, you need to, you need to increase your fiber intake. That's what I would say to help uh, get rid of uh of any toxins that you don't want and, and, and of course increase your water intake. So fiber, 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 um, and water intake. I mean, just, just to name a couple of things. Of course, there's some more things, but definitely you want to help your liver out. You want to, you want to be your liver's best friend and help it out because your liver needs help. Um, and the main, uh, uh, aid in helping your liver is fiber. Their liver and fiber is, is, is like best friend, they go in tangent with each other. So if you want to try to get out a specific type of toxin, I would in, in, uh, encourage you to uh, to increase your fiber intake. Men need 30 grams of fiber a day and women need uh, 21 grams. And you would actually be ashamed of yourself if you winded up counting the amount of fiber you actually did intake, uh, you would probably be ashamed of yourself. So you need to find out how mm -hmm. much fiber you're taking in and making sure that you're getting in that at least no less than 30 grams a day, either uh, in, in your, uh, in your diet and what you can't get in your diet, you can go ahead and pick up some type of, uh, fiber, uh, supplement, uh, preferably something with psyllium husk in it. Hmm. On that second end, Florida, fluoridation. Woo. It is a big issue and it has a massive impact and we can't get completely into it, but it's something that I'm definitely going to uh, want to talk about in the future. But fluoridation is a huge problem. Everything has fluoride in it now. Mm. And water. it's hard. <laughs> I mean, the water system has fluoride in it. Your toothpaste has fluoride in it. And so what happens is there's this overabsorption of fluoride and it does it has some negative impacts. And especially specifically for blacks, because uh, our pineal gland is larger than most people's pineal gland. And it has a number of different impacts and fluoridization tends to calcify the pineal gland. So elements in which we normally excel in is spirituality, not just in, uh, spirit, but in natural spiritual energy and the ability to literally become one with the universe in not some mystic way, but literally we connect with the universe differently. It's real. And by the calcification of the pineal gland, you have problems in being who we naturally are. Uh, and so you start talking about uh, some pretty big issues, and I'm not going to get into it because it's, it's a whole discussion. But uh, the first thing is you got to reduce 
your exposure to fluoride. And some of the things that Joy talked about in removing toxins from the body will work for fluoride as well. Uh, the problem is you take so many things that you consume have, have fluoride in them that as fast as you're removing it, you're replacing it. And, and it's the reverse, it's the reverse of what she was talking about with vitamin C, because vitamin C, normally what the body doesn't use, the body uh, dis, 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 uh, disposes of. And so you have to constantly take it every day. But there's a positive effect of replacing what is lost. It's the it's the reverse with fluoride. Mm -hmm. If you find a way to detox, but everything you touch from your toothpaste to your water has fluoride in it. And then you got to think. You're drinking water and you're brushing your teeth in one of the most absorbent places of things to enter your bloodstream, your mouth. And so, I mean, it's getting in there quick, you know, and so because people say, well, you brush your teeth, you spit it out. But you're brushing your teeth where the membrane brains are so thin. Mucous membranes. Yeah, that it's literally absorbing that stuff right off. Like if you want something to get into your bloodstream quick, just put it in your mouth and keep it in there. (laughs) <laughs> it's getting there quick right. uh, and it doesn't have to fight off stomach acids and any other thing that might break it down and recognize it as not being beneficial and get rid of it. So it goes straight in. It it goes past all the filters that are designed to get rid of things that are not supposed to be there. So uh, that's, that, that's what I will. Uh, 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 Gwen wants to have your contact information. because So can you tell everybody where they can reach you? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, they can go to my website, uh, www.joyofhousecalls.com. That's joy with an I. Um, and you can reach out for me there, or you can email me at uh, joyofhousecalls at gmail.com. That's joy with an I. Okay, that's it. Joy, it has been unbelievable. Uh, it's been exciting. Uh, Doc, she was everything you said she was going to be. It it was exceptional. It was good having her on. Uh, I'm going to share a lot of this with Marion. Marion stays up on a lot of stuff. So I'm going to pass this on to her. And uh, we are going to uh, really implement a lot of this stuff. One thing that I'm going to implement, Doc, that you mentioned is I'm going to start doing uh, logging my uh, nutritional intake on a daily basis. So number one is to hold myself accountable, yeah. But also to be able to see, you know, my eating patterns. Not, you know, like you, I do uh, intermittent fast. I don't eat before twelve, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's another thing that people don't realize because the old school of thought, like with me having been in uh, health and fitness for so long, I've gone through all the different fads. And you know, just fifteen, twenty years ago, the whole fad was eat as many times a day as you can in small portions. Right. And we didn't realize we were taxing our me- metabolic system. We were taxing mm-hmm. our digestive sy- system and we were actually uh, having a negative impact. Now we're, we're more on eating small windows, eat exactly what you need to eat and be intentful with your eating, which is what uh, Dr. Joyce talked about uh, throughout this is the functional part of eating. It's, it's you know, enjoy what you're doing, but have a purpose for it outside it tasted good absolutely and so those are the things we're going to focus on hopefully we can have her on again oh, absolutely. Yeah, i would love to 
Absolutely. We're going to put your information in the description box of the video so people can, that, that see it after can actually uh, reach out to you. And it has been great. Once again, everybody, thank you guys for stopping by. Uh, we will see you. This is the last episode until January 8th. Yeah, yes, this is the last one for January. We saved the best for last, Joy. For, yeah, for, uh, thank yeah. you so, so much. We won't, we won't be back until May 21. Yeah, we, 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 we'll be back next year. And uh, we want to thank my, my man Zane Brown, I believe that. Uh, yeah, for Zane, Zane Brown, yeah, Zane Brown for creating South our South new South intro. On the map, putting South Bend on the map. Yeah, he, he did our new intro, so we got to do that the first time today. Right. And we're working on some other uh, productions so we can make it even better. Uh, and more exciting. So really, again, thanks uh, to your fam and your, uh, Doc for doing that for us. And Absolutely. we're out of here until next year. Next year.